Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. It's Elaine's birthday. And we're back again to talk about movies as we open Grandma's freezer and see if there's one bomb pop left or if, or if it's just orange freeze pops left in there. Mm. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us has picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. And I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre, movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't find any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, we can convince you to give these movies a second chance. This week. On the podcast. Is Elaine's pick. Her birthday pick. The Burbs. There we go. We really got to start working that shit out for him. 1989's The Burbs. She gets to pick any movie she wants on her birthday, so she picked this one. Not underappreciated? Actually, actually, it is underappreciated. Well, I'm just saying, for your birthday movie, it doesn't have to be underappreciated. It be anything you want, any genre, it doesn't matter. So when Carly does The Godfather... It was on the IMDb's list of underappreciated movies. Yeah, it got a 44 (laughs) Metascore from the critics, a 6.9 audience score, and then on the tomato meter, it only got 46% with a 71 audience score. So it definitely fits in the underappreciated category. It does. So you you wasted it. Although I didn't care one way or the other, because this is the movie I want to talk about. And it's definitely not my genre, unless you will buy the argument that an urban legend is technically fantasy, and this is technically a live-action urban legend. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say no. Okay, so. This, uh... This, uh... This movie uh is from 1989. Said that already. And it's... Starring? Tom Hanks. Never heard of him. Okay. What else has he been in? It doesn't matter. Um, so, this movie is basically a guy, this guy gets this new neighbor, they're a little strange, and then everybody's convinced that they're axe murderers, or killers, and they decide to find out once and for all. And this is the story of what happens. And, um, Carly, what did you think before you had seen this movie? I thought... Uh, I guess it's about suburbs, <laughs> or life in the suburbs, and I also thought I had not seen it, but there was a point where, I can't even remember when it was, where I was like, I have seen this movie. <laughs> ah. Tony made me watch it, I guess a couple years ago or so, and I had seen it once. Didn't remember, not a good sign. John? <laughs> um, I've seen this, I saw this in the theaters. Really? Yeah, uh, I went with my sister, I guarantee you that. And probably my parents or my grandparents. We used to go to movies all the time. But I saw it in the theaters. So at that time, what did I expect going in? Nothing. <laughs> I was a little kid. Didn't care. What did I expect this time? To be the same movie I'd seen a whole bunch of times. Okay. And I always enjoy Tom Hanks. So you're just like, well, let's see. Does, does this movie hold up? All right. Tony? Uh, I didn't see this movie in the theaters. Uh, I think it's one of those movies that I caught on HBO over the years. It would be a VHS tape. And then later on VHS tapes and or such. Or Betamax if you were one of those guys. Well, I didn't have Betamax, but, but yeah, I've watched it millions of times over the years. All so right. you knew exactly what you are going for. Yeah. He's, he's excited for this stroll ride. I don't know the last time I saw it, but I definitely, if it's on TV, I don't Probably turn Probably when off. you made me watch it. Probably. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, and I was glad to watch it. It had been a couple of years since I've seen it, too. Mm-hmm. So, I have two reviews. The first one is by Tenolicious D., is that supposed to be Tenacious D? It's definitely Tenolicious. <laughs> <laughs> they gave it a 10 out of 10, though. Is it Jack Black? 
I don't know. And they say, I've watched this movie so many times and it's still as funny as it was the first time. The characters are portrayed with all kinds of stereotypes, but in an ironic way, such as the old grumpy guy and the teenage boy, which make it hilarious. The real jokes are often between the lines and reflect the suburban mentality in such an exaggerated way that I just can't keep from laughing as hard as I can. Alright, and then I have a not-so-great review by Roger Ebert, <laughs> posted from the Chicago Sun-Times. That guy. We got a death check. And he says... The Burbs tries to position itself somewhere between Beetlejuice and the Twilight Zone, mm. but it lacks the dimension, dementia of the first and the wicked intelligence of the second and turns instead into a long, shaggy dog story. Mm. Burn. <laughs> That's why we don't like you, Roger. May he rest <laughs> in peace. Because you're always wrong. Also, hello, Dr. Nick. So this movie stars Tom Hanks as Ray Peterson, with his wife Carol being played by the wonderful Carrie Fisher. Oh, Star Wars reference. Oh, good. We got that out of the way. Don't rape when she's asleep. Yep. All right. We're good. Okay. <laughs> There's a better time to talk about that, but all right. <laughs> then uh, we got Ray's best friend, Art, played by Rick Duncombe. Dukeman. Dukeman? Is yeah. that how you pronounce it? He's he in was, a lot of cool stuff. He was a comedian. He was in a bunch of stuff in the 80s and early 90s. He was in Die Hard. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, For a second. Could we do that movie? Oh, okay. Maybe on your birthday. <laughs> the other part of this crazy neighbor trio is uh, Mark Rumsfeld, played by Bruce Dern. With awesome. the impossibly hot wife. With the impossibly hot wife. Bonnie, played by Wendy Shaw. And then our uh, evil neighbors are Dr. Werner, Werner Klopek, played by Harry, Henry Gibson, who's one of the greatest parts of the Blues Brothers. And did the voice for Wilbur on Charlotte's Web. And then his brother Ruben Klopek, played by Brother Theodore. Why this guy is Brother Theodore, I don't know, because <laughs> I did not look. It's a mystery. And then the uh, nephew... Hans Klopek, played by Courtney Gaines, who's in a ton of stuff. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. But isn't the evil neighbor Walter with Queenie? No, Walter's the old man. Yeah, I know. These are the evil neighbors. I think he's the evil neighbor. He let his dog take a shit on someone else's I didn't write down Walter. <laughs> and then he didn't come up with alternate uh, accommodations for his dog when he went to the hospital. Well, he was... You know, he almost I know, but he didn't say, hey, kids, come back and get my dog. <laughs> well, do you think they would have gotten him when they came to take him to the hospital? But mm -hmm. All right. We'll it's directed by Joe Dante. What else did he direct? He's done some great things, like oh, Gremlins 1 and 2, and Inner Space. Look for that in a couple of months. <laughs> it's going to come around again. Is it? Yes. And it was written by Dana Olson, who also wrote Memoirs of an Invisible Man. That also might appear later on this podcast. No, I think that movie's appreciated. I haven't seen that in a long time. When will you get to see Kevin Bacon's Hammer? No. no that's, that's the... Memoirs of an Invisible Hollow Man, Man is with Chevy Chase. Oh, I see you. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I confused those. That's movies. Hollow Man. We might do Hollow Man, though. But I confuse those festering turds of movies. Tony <laughs> would do Hollow Man with the bacon dong. I would not. Yeah. I didn't like either one of those. Okay. I've never seen either one so of those. So if you do those, I mean, you'll have to see what my opinion is, but maybe it'll change. Maybe a rewatch will change your mind. Exactly. That's the point of the podcast, folks. That's the point of the podcast? I thought it was so 
had to make time to hang out. I thought it was so you could eat. <laughs> I thought it was so you could force me to watch movies. I thought it was so I could get some gummy bears. <laughs> oh, I'm enjoying these chewy um. What are these things called? Sprees, I think. Okay. <laughs> this portion of the podcast brought to you by Chewy Spree, little bites. So and this bears. movie opens the vodka. and vodka with the Universal logo. And then it does a cool thing I like, mm-hmm. where it goes right from the logo into the movie, where it zooms in Google Earth style on the suburban neighborhood, I think in Iowa. Based um, on where it is on the map, I'm going to guess Iowa. We're going to say roughly about that. But they didn't do Google Earth style because that didn't exist yet. Yes, but maybe the people, Google Earth was inspired by it. Maybe, but the yeah, people maybe listening Earth to our podcast, if I say <laughs> Google Earth style, because I didn't say Google Earth, I said Google Earth style. Mm-hmm. If I say that, then they'll understand what I'm talking about. Now, is that like Gundam style? <laughs> it zooms in, and you get a, you zoom into a street, mm-hmm. and you see all these nice suburban homes. Middle America. Then you see a guy. Then you see a house, and you hear a woman asking her husband, "Where are you going?" And he's like, "I'll be right back. Go back to sleep." And a guy in his bathrobe goes outside. It's Tom Hanks, our Never heard star of, of our movie, Ray. Wasn't he in Throw Joe from the Volcano? He walks across his yard, and there's all this noise happening, and we can hear it. And he gets to the edge of his yard, and he looks in his neighbor's yard. And under, from their basement windows, you can see this bright light. And you're looking at it, and he looks around to see who else is outside, and he sees his neighbor, Rumsfield, creepily smoking in his upstairs. Like, you can just see his, silo- his dark silhouette smoking a cigarette. They make eye contact, and then he goes to step into the neighbor's yard, because you can clearly see where the grass has is died in the evil neighbor's yard, mm-hmm. of course. And then there's this ominous gust of wind when he starts to take a step, and he steps back, and there's a loud the noise all gets worse and worse and worse, and then it stops, and the light disappears, and he turns around and goes back in his house, and that's our opening sequence. And then we get our regular credits and what have you. I was going to take one. Go, get in there. Because <laughs> I'm going to eat this whole bowl. Who put it in front of me? You so did. then, oh yeah, it's the next morning. Day one. We get a nice zoom in on the sign of the street, Mayfield Place. And we get a paper boy. Good thing it wasn't Elm, right? Right. Been in a whole different movie. We get a paper boy doing his rounds. He drives by... Rides by Ray's house, throws a paper at him, it hits him, so Ray throws his coffee at him. It's a paper boy who isn't concerned about being sued, you can tell it's not nowadays. No, <laughs> no it's 89. <laughs> you would funny. not throw a newspaper at a person. <laughs> There's an edited part of this movie where that kid just wants his two dollars. <laughs> he goes... Anybody? Anybody? No. He goes... Tony got it. Okay. Better off dead, dude. Come on. Really? I get it. I don't care, though. It was funny! I don't like that movie. What? You will when you see it again. Nope. Um, so then he goes, Paperboy keeps going through the cul-de-sac and throws a paper, almost hits an old man with his dog. Mm-hmm. And then the old man lets his dog down and his dog runs across the street to another neighbor's yard where it takes a poo. I thought when... I don't think it took a poo, it left When the newspaper almost hit him and then he put his dog down, I thought he had trained the dog to chase the paper boy. (laughs) I thought we were going to see the dog chasing the paper boy. Which would make sense. But then he went and took a poop. But then he watches as his dog poos on the neighbor's yard Mm -hmm. and And then calls it back. Okay, at first I thought the paper boy was kind of a douche, but now... This dude's a douche. The paper boy was just a paper boy. (laughs) 
Paper boy's just a paper boy. They don't care. They're just throwing the paper. <laughs> and then he, Queenie, Queenie. So then the dog runs back. And then we see a teenager, Ricky, played, played by. by my favorite Corey, Corey Feldman. The best Corey. Which, it's really funny because the kid that plays Dave, Ray, and Carol's son is also named Corey. So okay. this is not a two Corys movie, but there are two Corys hmm. in this movie. <laughs> you know what? I didn't know that. Which I thought was kind of funny. So, um... What I thought was funny, I saw in the little trivia, is the dog, Queenie, mm-hmm. is the same dog from Sansa of the Lambs. Really? Yeah. That, uh, Buffalo Bob has. It puts the lotion on. Yeah. Or gets the hose again. Quite the film star. Well... Quite a good dog actor. That's mm. why they're getting the quality parts in these great I movies. I wonder <laughs> what the, the how much money the dog was worth after this movie that it got the the billing in that. <laughs> I mean, usually when you're in a hit like the Burbs here, your stock goes up, right? <laughs> like Corey Feldman went from doing this to what? I don't know. All kinds License of stuff. To drive, License I to drive. Yeah, I don't know what order they came in. I don't. Dream know. a little dream. What came out around this time? All kinds of stuff. A lot of Corey movies. So then, so this Ricky is bringing out paints. Looks like he's going to paint his house. He puts it on top of the giantest speakers you ever saw. It was the 80s. It was, and spills yeah. them on his speakers and seems not as concerned about it as I would fucking be. <laughs> he was a teenage boy in the 80s. And um, All he cared about was his mullet and aquanet. Then he turns and watches as Mr. Rumsfield and his wife Bonnie come outside to... Put the flag up. I gotta say, he was look, just looking at Bonnie, and Mr. Mm-hmm. Rumsfeld was just there. <laughs> That's was, true. He was checking out Miss Rumsfeld because mm-hmm. she was Bonnie was in her jam jams. He was looking at her, Miss Rumsfeld. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's Rumsfeld. 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 Doesn't matter. F e i l d. Don't kill my jokes. These are okay. These are jokes, folks. So Rumsfeld <laughs> and Bonnie go out. They put the flag up on the flagpole, and as it goes up, Rumsfeld is saluting. <laughs> He's obviously some, obviously Funny some kind that. of retired <laughs> military. And then he steps back, and Ricky tries to warn him, but he steps in Queenie's dog do. Mm-hmm. And then he starts cursing and running down the street to Walter's house while Bonnie chases him in her bedroom slippers. Marcus or her Pierce. high-heeled floofy Yeah. Like the, <laughs> like the high-heeled ones with the floof stuff on the toe. Uh-huh. And um, you really would. Nobody would. And really she's like, Mark, those. Mark, no, the neighbors. And he's like, I'll kill him. I'll kill that dog. Does he threaten to sew the dog's butt shut? Yes, yes. he does. <laughs> he threatens to sew, to sew the dog's butt shut. And that's just wrong. I mean, nowadays he'd get sued for that shit. Meanwhile, he, then we get a shot of Ray sitting in his window with he's got more coffee now, and he's laughing at the whole thing. And his wife's like, "What are you? What are you looking at?" And he's like. <laughs> He's just like, you know, Queenie pooped on Rumsfeld's lawn again, and now he's threatening Walter, and he's just laughing. And This is uh, where we get our first kind of pseudo-fight between Ray and Carol, because Ray has taken this week off of vacation. Carol wants to go get a cat. She wants to go get a cabin at the lake, have a real family vacation, and he just wants to sit around the house in his underwear, drinking beers and doing nothing. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a good vacation. Watching TV. Sounds like maybe he's been stressed out at work. And does she it say won- what he does? No. Okay. They never talk about it, but it seems kind of, the way I read it, is he's been real stressed out and unhappy, so he takes his vacation, and she thinks it's going to be worse if he just sits around 
and she thinks they should do something, but he's just so stressed out he doesn't want to do anything. He's like, I just want to sit around. No, we should go do something. He's I'm like, doing I'm something. gonna get stressed out if we go to the lake because there's stressful stuff there too. <laughs> so it's not like they're going to some all-inclusive resort in the Bahamas. That we go. <laughs> While they're having this conversation, we get a flash of their backyard, their dog Vince, and then we see the gun barrel come out of the bushes, and a man wearing part of the bushes walks out. Stalks across their yard. And we see a a crow sitting on top of an owl. And he shoots at the crow, but it flies off. And he busts this owl figurine, which I'd be pissed about. Mm -hmm. Well, And and Ray looks up and goes, Art's got a gun! And runs into the backyard and almost gets shot. Mm -hmm. What kind of gun was this? Was this a BB gun? No, it was twenty two. Yeah. That's bad. Like, for real? Yeah. I thought it was like a pellet gun. No, it's a small caliber. Yeah. You know, he almost killed his friend. Enough you don't want to get shot in the face with. Right, no bigger (laughs) than like this um, chewy bit here, Mm. which is purple and tastes delicious. (laughs) And about the size of like a two centimeter ball, maybe. But those yard ornaments, that's not, they're not usually pretty cheap. I mean, (laughs) especially the size. Especially in the 80s. You don't mess with someone's ceramic lawn ornaments. You know what you else you don't mess with? A man's breakfast. So what happens next? So, oh lord. They chat a little bit, and he's like, uh, are you having breakfast? And Art invites himself in. To eat everything in their house. Everything. Yeah. See, first so, he destroys Lorn Ornament, and now you eat all of his food. Then he all comes in and has breakfast, and he eats breakfast. Even the dog's and then, food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have some questions about this. So, Art is eating breakfast, and he's telling him that First he says that, you know, he was killing crows because they're getting into his wife's bird feeder and she's all freaked out about it, so he's going to kill some. And then he sa- and then Carol's like, we've never had crows in this neighborhood. And then Art tells her that they showed up with the Klopex, their next-door neighbors. Mm. And that uh, Art says that the Klopex are maniacs. And that he talked to the real estate agent that sold them the house because no one, they've lived there a month, no one has seen them. So the, he talked to the real estate agent that sold them the house and said their last house burned to the ground. Fiery inferno of death. So he thinks this is proof that they're maniacs. While he's telling this story, he gets up and raids their fridge. And one of the things he takes out of the fridge is a whole pineapple. <laughs> Which, I don't eat pineapple, but I didn't know, do you store it in the fridge? A whole pineapple? I don't know. You can. <laughs> but what is he going to do with the... But he took a whole pineapple. Yeah, he pineapple. didn't get a knife. He wasn't going to no. cut it open. Like the leftover ribs, I understood, but the whole pineapple? And that's after he ate the breakfast food. He then had, he took ribs and a whole pineapple. He had pancakes. He had toast and sausage and bacon. Well, he's, all, he's also... Kinda, also, my God, why is she making so much food? Well, he's also, he's also <laughs> kind of a man baby, and his, his wife's gone, so he may not be able to make himself food. Also, yeah, he, he also did eat dog food. Yes. Yeah, she walked by with the bowl, and he took a handful, and I was like, does he even notice? He made a face and just washed it down with some coffee. <laughs> Jeez. That dude's got some issues. And uh, they ask him about his wife, and he says that uh, she's at her mother-in-law's. And uh, and why? and Ray's like, "Why didn't you go?" And he's like, "Dude, I'm eating. <laughs> Can you imagine me with them? No." Then their son, uh, Ray and Carol's son Dave, chimes yeah, I in. I can't relate. And he says, "I go to my mother-in-law's house. Hi, Karen." Art's like, nobody <laughs> even knows how many of them there are. 
And then Dave says that he saw, he says there's three of them. I saw them digging in the backyard in the middle of the night. To which Ray and Carol seem like, the, seem like uh, they're like, why are you staring at the neighbors with your telescope? Why you don't do that? It's a little weird. <laughs> and why are you up in the middle of the night? Yep. This kid is like 10. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then Ray, just, Ray leaves the room and Carol's like, where are you going? And he says, I'm going to change into my vacation togs. <laughs> when's the last time? the last time you heard somebody refer to their clothes as talks? Never. <laughs> wow. I can't recall. <laughs> then we go to our next scene of Rumsfeld and Bonnie working on their lawn. This is when uh, right. Ricky really gets interested in what the Rumsfelds are doing. This is when my my this overarching question pops into my head. What the fuck time of year is this? Summer. Because it seems like summer. summer. She's in a bathing suit. But yeah. the men are always in pants and long sleeves and often jackets. But the women are wearing almost nothing. Okay. <laughs> it was the 80s. So, you, this is, I have to explain a couple things to you. As someone who's from the Midwest, all right, hot in the Midwest mm -hmm. at this time period was like 85 degrees max. Okay. So most days are early se are 70, 71, 72, mm -hmm. 73. Whereas, and when the weather's like that, some people want a jacket and some people don't. Which just happens also, in this movie to be all the men need jackets and the women, which in my personal experience, it's the women that are like, give me a jacket, I'm cold. But, <laughs> but, but they can trounce around in bathing suit tops while the men all need long sleeves. But the jackets <laughs> are more at night when the temperature drops. Also, I just want to point out that my dad doesn't wear shorts. Totally I've never shorts. seen my dad not in pants. <laughs> so some people also it's just damn near August, and Tony's wearing one. Yeah, Tony's a weirdo. <laughs> Tony's in pants and a sweater. So, the only person I've ever met that dresses like that. You're. I'm at. sorry, that is a knit, and it's long <laughs> sleeves. It's actually like sweater. long underwear material. It's just a shirt. <laughs> so to answer your question, Carly, it's maybe it's Virginia Beach. Or wherever we are, so, yeah, bros. Uh, I think circa it's, 2017, because I looked out the other earlier, and there was a girl running by, and she was wearing a sports bra and shorts, and Tony's wearing long sleeves. Yeah, so, but Tony's just a weirdo. I am a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, but that. you know personally someone who does that when you yeah, are in a bathing suit. It's just him. Like, if we were to go to my parents' house this afternoon, my mom would be in shorts and a tank top, my dad would be in shorts and a t-shirt, Tony's in long sleeves and pants, and I'm, I'm in a sleeveless shirt and shorts. It's just Tony. It's not all the men. But <laughs> some places it is. <laughs> some places it is. All I just like men. stop talking about me. <laughs> I thought you were gonna have a problem with her bathing suit bottoms. Well, Which, I really didn't care about that. Although it reminded me of '80s lingerie more than yeah bathing suit bottoms because they're very loose. I don't think it was a bathing suit. Mm -hmm. I think it was a top and shorts, <laughs> and because they were so loose, I feel mm -hmm. like a bathing suit bottom would have been tighter. I just think she should have shaved her. There's a shot. <laughs> there's a shot of her from the side where you can. I think you can see things <laughs> <laughs> because that's super high cut and it gaps a lot. And, I didn't see nothing. And uh, Corey. Is like, hey, Ricky. no tans line, no tan lines, and she just smiles and is like, thanks. And her husband's like, um, <laughs> I don't think it is. I don't think it bothers him. Who is it that says that kid's a creep or something though? Is it, or maybe that was me. <laughs> uh -oh. wow. So I was watching the movie and I was like, wow, that kid's a creep. Let me write that down. It's in my notes. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, favorite line. Isn't the, isn't the movie so much better when Carly's here? <laughs> so you get, and Rumsfeld is complaining about the old man Walter's lawn, and he's got a bunch of professional landscapers over there mm -hmm. making his lawn good. Meanwhile, Rumsfeld and Bonnie have to do their lawn herself, which seems is very typical suburban. Yes. I want to have the greatest lawn. Fuck that guy who has the greatest lawn. There was yard of the month in the neighborhood I grew up in. Really? Mm hmm I mean, it was military housing. I don't know if that's a, if it's only a thing in military housing, but you could tell these people care about their lawn. These people don't. These people care about them. <laughs> yeah, I'd have to. And we even live in a city where if your yard gets too long, then they'll post a notice on your door. Hey, you need to take care of this, but they had yard of the month, and some people definitely cared. That's Which, I'm doing my part for sad. the environment by letting my lawn grow. That's true. It's better not to have a lawn, actually. But whatever. But, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm getting Astro Turf installed. Then Ray's garage door goes up, and we got Ray and <laughs> Art. Better either. Ray's changed into his vacation togs, which are shorts, and I think a sweatshirt. No, it's a sleeve. It's a button-up shirt. Is it? Yeah. All right. He rolls up the sleeves up. Okay. And then. Um, a Tony. <laughs> but they're hanging out in the He's garage. He's a lot like Tony. So I'm fucking glad that Tony wore an appropriate outfit. He's in cosplay. <laughs> Ray cosplay. That's a good one. And then, so, Ray starts to talk about his I'm new right. tools, showing Art his new tools. Meanwhile, Art's only concerned about the next door neighbors. And um, while they're hanging out there, Art is, you know, Ray's trying to talk about these tools, and Art's walking down the driveway staring at the neighbors, and oh no, the door opens, and one of them emerges. <gasps> Is it Hans? It is Hans. They don't know it's Hans, but he's Hans in my notes because I know yeah. it's Hans. So Hans comes outside and everybody stares. And you get this um, great shot of everybody looking and, and everybody mm -hmm. like the n arm nudging and all, everybody's looking. So you got Ricky, you got Bonnie, you got Rumsfeld, you got Walter, you got Ray, you got Art. And he comes and he gets the mail and he goes back in the if house. If I'm him, I'm like... Um, yeah, he looks scared. What the fuck? <laughs> Creepers. Everybody's oh, staring well, at him. Well, he's a totally creepy looking dude. Yeah, he is. Super pale, red hair, real super patchy beard, dirty looking clothes. Mm -hmm. Remind me of Boo Radley from To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. He's a crazy looking dude. Mm. And um, poor, uh, poor dude that he looks like a total creeper crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so... Art keeps telling Ray to go over and say hi. And then Ray's like, you go say hi. You're his neighbor, too. And Ray's like, but you share a property line. You just just go. And they're, like, egging each other on. And then, meanwhile, Hans goes back into the house. And Ray's like, oh, we missed it. And then... He's like, you look like a coward in front of your son. Because <laughs> for some reason, his son is hanking out with Ricky across the street. Yeah. Which I think is a bad influence. Yeah. More on this later. Pizza dude. So then, so they start kind of egging each other on, and then they daring each other to go up and knock on the door. And so then they're going to go. They're like, fine. So Ray's like, fine, come on, let's go up. We'll knock on the door. So they kind of stomp on. So they get up to the porch, and Art falls through a porch. Um, board. Board. Thank board breaks. you. Yeah. And he just falls through. Now, which is funny, because later when they all go over... That board has mysteriously been fixed. Well, you know what, Hans and Franz, they'll fix that. Yep. <laughs> and they're here to pump you up. <laughs> All right. So, Ray, they got a door knocker. 
We right. just don't, you know, they don't have knockers like that anymore. And they're at 669. Six, six, 669, six, yep. So they knock once, and it's real loud, and they kind of look at each other, and then they knock again, and it's so loud, and it knocks, well, the first knock knocks the a last nine, nine a into a yeah, six. so six, six, six. And the second <laughs> knock knocks over, like, the porch light fixture, and mm-hmm. out come a bunch of bees. <laughs> and they're like... Bees! And they start running down the street, and Rumsfield, who's outside, grabs his hose and is like, Come to water! Come to water! And he runs towards them, but his hose is hung up on something, so he slips, slips and, and falls. <laughs> and then, um, but eventually they get to his yard and he sprays them all down, and then there's a good. Art has that one bee in his mouth yeah, that he spits, spits out. out. It's one of my favorite things. That's one of your favorite things? Yeah. Okay. I think he would have noticed sooner that there was a bee in his mouth. <laughs> well, when you're trying not to get stung. but I He's kind of a dumbass. Yeah, that's true. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, we, uh, then, then it's nighttime. Ray goes, takes the dog out for a walk. He starts to go towards, towards the clopex, and then he changes his mind and turns around and goes into Art's yard, where Art is hanging out having beers with Ricky. Which, earlier today, Ricky, who I assume is 17? Roughly. 17? Is hanging out with Dave, their son, who's maybe 14. 13, 14, maybe. Mm, Maybe maybe a little younger than that. But now, he's having beers with Art, who's clearly 35. Mm -hmm. Art's wife's not around. He's bored. Still, it just seems weird. No. It just seems very, very strange. responsible either, so... Yeah, it's a good thing, but... <laughs> just curious. Or someone who, you know, well, later in the movie, we'll get to that, but... <laughs> breaking and entering, you know, trespassing, shit like that. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. But so, Ray lights up a cigar, and they start talking, and Ricky asks Ray if he's ever seen a movie called The Sentinel, which is about an apartment that becomes the gateway to hell. Is that a real movie? Because that sounds like something Tony would be into. I've never seen it, but it reminded me of that book from that book club we did. What yeah. Was it 13? Yeah. Oh, yeah. By Peter Gaines? Yeah. That book was crazy. <laughs> it was a real... Ba- apart- apartment ends up being doorways to other dimensions and shit. Yeah, that was a crazy... If you've ever heard about this book... Folks. <laughs> three of us were in a book club and we read it. And Can it you was, guess which one it of us was wasn't? It's crazy. <laughs> it's something... It gives you a lot to talk about. That's all I'm going to say about it. You definitely don't want to read that alone because you're going to want to talk about it. And if nobody's read that book, they're not going to care. That was me. <laughs> all right, and then Art starts to tell this story about Skip. This apparently, this story takes place apparently when Art and Ray were kids. Skip used to own a soda a soda shop, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he lived over on Elm. Which is how you know that that's a scary street. <laughs> um, and that there was, there was a heat wave one summer. Did you guys have an Elm Street where you lived? No, I lived in Norfolk. So. I did not. I grew up in military housing. All the streets were named after military shit. I don't, we had an Elm Avenue. <laughs> not an Elm Street. So it wasn't that bad. Well, that's Elm Avenue. It's the same thing. All right, I'm Our sorry. Our streets were named after, like, ports and shit. <laughs> <laughs> so one summer there was this heat wave. And there started to be this smell on Elm Street, this real, real bad smell. And pretty soon they figured out it was... Came from Freddy's house. (laughs) Came from Skip's house. But nobody really wanted to say anything. Skip's for Fred. (laughs) Even the health health inspector went over there and was like, hey, dude, think you got 
Something's going on here. You said he was just cooking some kids in the basement. He yeah. said he had a septic problem. Yep. And people were fine with that. <laughs> but eventually it comes out that that smell was his family decomposing. He'd murdered them with an ice pick and then went every day to work to serve kids malts and shakes and soda at the soda fountain. Well, his family decomposed. Well, they're, they're dead. Their problems are over. But this story seems like an urban legend, one of those scary mm-hmm. ghost stories. It seems like they were trying to freak out Ricky, but then Ricky is all, whoa, and scares the shit out of Ray, who's mm-hmm. telling this story and backing up his buddy, because that's what you do. <laughs> Never break character. Why are you pointing at me? I didn't do it. <laughs> Have you broken character? Never. <laughs> Actually, a friend of mine, I know his story so well. He was once telling a story, one of these tall tales, if you will. I was across the room. I got called over and asked me about it, and I gave the entire story again. Freaked him out. Complete <laughs> lie, though. <laughs> Same guy that we... Never mind. We'll get into that another All day. Right. But let's get back to Rumsfeld. We're not. So then Ray's like, well... I gotta go home. It's almost time for Jeopardy. So he goes home. And then we get a shot of Ricky and his girlfriend, Gail, on his porch. And she's like, why can't we go out to a movie? And he's like, trust me, this is gonna be better. And they're pulling up chairs. And they got popcorn and they're just gonna sit and watch the neighborhood. It's a great way to dump exposition on on an audience. Is have one character explain to another character everything that's going on in the movie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) In case anybody didn't pick it up. Because we see Art sneaking out of his house and kind of sneaking across the lawn. And Ricky explains who Art is. And then he knocks on the window. Now, why would Art have to sneak? I don't know. I mean, his wife's not there, right? Also, why I do think you he's wear, trying to avoid Carol. Why do you wear white when you're sneaking? Yeah. Tony was like, that's a perfect sneaking outfit. Yeah. <laughs> but so Art sneaks out of the house. And he goes and he knocks on Ray's window. And Ray's in the living room with Carol watching Jeopardy. And they're keeping score. Tony yeah. looked at me because it seems like almost every time we go to my parents' house, it's at Jeopardy time. <laughs> Do your parents keep score? No, but my mom generally knows a lot of the answers. <laughs> I've kept score playing Je- watching Jeopardy before. <laughs> and um, he knocks on the window and then ducks down. And It's funny because it, he seems like he's trying to not let Carol see him, but Carol totally sees him. Mm-hmm. And Ray's like, I'll be right back. I have to take care of it. I'll be back by Final Jeopardy. Yeah. That's quite a short timeline. (laughs) (laughs) So they, so, Ricky explains who Ray is and that he's the skeptical one. And then they meet up with Rumsfield, who has an infrared night scope. Which is just building on the fact that he's kind of the crackpot military nut job. He's a nom. Yeah. (laughs) Grenada. (laughs) And he's looking at the house in his night scope and Art tells Ray that him and Rumsfield had this plan to go take a look and see what's happening in that basement. And while they're talking, there's this loud hum and it gets louder and louder and louder. And they're like, is that a transformer? Where's that coming from? Transformers, and, wait a minute. And they turn Let me see. and they look at the Klopex house because that's where it's coming from. And then the light starts to come out of the basement and the noise gets louder and louder and louder and then all of a sudden a bolt of lightning hits the top of the house and there's a loud boom it's not a stormy night and then fire comes out of the basement 
Folks, and you then, can see the hand movements that Elaine's doing right now. <laughs> it really helps. <laughs> and then it all dies away. And then as they're standing there, the garage door opens at the Klopik's house. And a car. It's like I'm there, man. It's like I'm there. <laughs> Isn't it Ray's like, I'm done with this. And he goes to walk away and they're like, get down, get down. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, a they're car. So dramatic. <laughs> car drives down, comes down the driveway. No headlights. I think it's Rumsfeld. It's like, no headlights. And the car stops at the end of the driveway. And Hans gets out. And he goes and opens the trunk and takes out a giant bag of trash. Mm -hmm. And this, it's at least four feet tall and two feet around. Giant bag of trash. Giant bag of trash. Does not fit it, in the metal trash can. Well, he puts Doesn't it in the, in the trash can, can. And you think, and he walks back over to the trunk and you think, no, he's going to close the trunk and go back. But no, he grabs a hoe. A hoe! And starts. Not the garden tool, not the person. <laughs> the garden tool. And starts pounding on the top of the bag to squish it into the trash can. And just brutally just attacking this trash. Mm -hmm. and, and then he slapped the hoe. And he puts the lid back on, puts the hoe in the car, gets in, backs up the driveway, gets back in the garage door, and it closes. And I think uh, the kind of trash cans we have nowadays, there's not a person emptying your trash. It's the machine. Right. But if you wedge trash in there too tight... It's just not going to come out. I don't <laughs> like, you're going to go back to your trash can at the end of the day, and it's still going to be full. <laughs> well, we also don't, don't have metal trash cans. So. I'm going to say true. that I don't think that's true of everywhere. Here, <laughs> our trash cans are regulated by the city. Everyone has the same trash cans, mm -hmm. and it's picked up. But that's not no, my mom. No, when I was a kid, I think we had metal trash where cans. My where my mom lives. And people. They ha yeah, they have people <laughs> that have dump people. their trash. So a lot of places still have yeah. Garbage men. Actually, we, pla we had plastic, not metal, though. Everybody even had in Norfolk like today, mm -hmm. there are some streets where the traffic or the trash men have to get out and empty the trash cans still because there's but only parallel parking just, and there's nowhere to put the trash cans where the truck I'm just can saying, reach. Them. I really think <laughs> that most places there's probably still trash men. And but this oh, was the 80s. Who aren't so. just fancy truck drivers. Yeah. <laughs> but so Ray says, this is a great line. I've never seen that. I've never seen someone drive their garbage to the street and bang the hell out of it with a stick. I've, I've never seen, seen people that. drive their trash, but never bang the hell out of no. it with a stick. I've never seen anybody bang their trash either. So they're like, <laughs> they start to walk across the street like they're like, what the fuck is in that trash? So they gotta know. But then, suddenly, starts to rain. out of nowhere, rain. Well, it's not out of nowhere because we saw that bolt of lightning. Stop with the hand things. Would you? <laughs> <laughs> and then it starts to rain. She's got like the fingers and it's like spirits. So what That's if I'm us. doing that? Jazz hands. <laughs> no, no, keep doing it. Tony's enjoying it. It's for us. Mm. They make a plan to meet back at first light and go through the trash. But they fun. are not well, out there. We get Elaine to do her light. podcast portion here. She has to sit on her hand and do the hand motion. Oh, <laughs> I wonder if she'll stutter. That's no good. No good. Yeah, let's not. Next we need time. the extra flair. Oh, I love flair. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's not that. <laughs> wow. But go ahead. So then, uh, we see a shot of Ray in the middle of the night looking out the window, and he sees three shadowy figures in the middle of a rainstorm digging in the backyard. Well, as a person who gardens, I will tell you, the best time is when the soil is wet. It's 
easier to dig. <laughs> yeah, but they're digging. Perhaps they were <laughs> waiting digging. for a rainstorm to loosen the dirt and make it easier to dig. Graves. Maybe they want to plant a whole bunch of shrubs. <laughs> well, crazy. perhaps, but I don't think they this loosened any soil because a couple days from now, when the guys go over the fence and dig in their backyard, that pe- that dirt's yeah, pretty hard. It's packed. awfully dry. <laughs> Interesting conundrum. Can we get set designing on this? Because I think they've done fucked up. But so then we get day two. Day. <laughs> And the garbage men are picking up the trash, and one of the garbage men is Richard Picardo from Star Trek Voyager. And the other one is from Uh, Gremlins. uh, Yeah, the neighbor from Gremlins. That drives the The snowplow. We just watched Gremlins like Mm -hmm. three days ago. Awesome. (laughs) The guys who never never buy, uh, never get those uh, foreign parts in your car, (laughs) I see, because they put the Gremlins in it. And the Gremlins get in it, then then nothing works in there. Yeah, that was noisy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe when she says the transformers making noise, we should shake the bone. Yeah. <laughs> it does sound like it shakes the whole street. The <laughs> but so they're dumping the trash and they're having a conversation because Richard Picardo is trying to convince the other guy to come see some light, some guru about some life crystals and hoopla. Yeah, what's funny is that he was wearing a red shirt and died for no damn reason. <laughs> Get it? Get it? I get it. Mm-hmm. You're so get cute. It. Thank you. I love you. Well, you're required to by law, so. No. That's not true. <laughs> you guys didn't play a lot of video games growing up, did you? Not really, no. No. This, game, this movie reminds me of a game called Maniac Mansion. Never but that's not really going to work on any of you if you haven't played it. No. But Ben, maybe that, ben was, maybe that was for you. Hi, Ben. Welcome to the podcast. It was a game where basically you were a bunch of kids and you had to go through this guy's mansion and find your way through it, but they were crazy, you know, they, you, you thought they were yeah. crazy people. I've never played that, but I have played the Paperboy. Alright, that'll work too. Um, I also played the Karate Kid, it has nothing to do with this, so. <laughs> <laughs> you know who the real Karate Kid is? Daniel Zapka. Isn't it William Zapka? Or William Zapka. Why do I always say Daniel Zapka? Not Daniel son. Well, Billy Zabka. She, she said it with like sincerity too. It's like it's Daniel Zabka. I'm like, no that, one's ever gonna listen like, to this podcast again. Brother? It also reminds me of the Twilight Zone episode where the suburbanites, the power goes out, and they all start blaming each other. Anybody see this episode? They all start no. blaming each other one by one, thinking that each of you did it. And then at the very end, you find out that aliens are there, and they cut the power. And they just do shit like this to fuck with humans. It was you know what? Good. I didn't see that, but I saw a very special episode of Blossom. Uh huh. And it had nothing to do with it. This one where she got her period. <laughs> <laughs> and Six was like, whoa! whoa! So day two starts, and we got the garbage men taking out the trash, and all of a sudden, um, Art runs out of his house and is like, hey man, don't take that trash. This is not first light. <laughs> no, it's no. not. But he's like, hey man, you can't take that trash, and starts digging through it. And the Gremlins neighbor tra- garbage man is appalled, and Robert Picardo is just like, whatever, man, let him go through it. It's public property. It is. More so then we get, the a, street. we get a flash of Ray and Carol having a full-out fight about Carol wanting to go to the lake, and Ray not wanting to go to the lake, and just wanting to relax, and they're having a spat. A spat. I would say this is a fight, not a spat. Then. A spat is, where do you want to go for dinner? I don't know. Wherever you want to go. All right, fine. Let's go to the diner. I don't want to go there. And then it turns to a spat. Because <laughs> all she said was, I don't want to go there. But doesn't come up with any suggestions. I mean, this doesn't happen to me. So. No, of course not. 
Anyway. So then we get Rumsfield running out of his house in his boxer shorts, his bathrobe, and half a shade. Shorts. I think he's in some briefs. <laughs> I saw a lot of man thigh. No, they were man thigh. But did you see his they business? Were like, did he um, need to shave his legs? They're like the little Sophie shorts. Oh, okay. They're not like briefs, but they're more like the Sophie shorts, like mm -hmm. what the Navy SEALs wear. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, this guy's military nut. But, yeah. And that was, you know, the short shorts in the 80s for men and women. Yeah. That's, that's a, true. He wears short shorts. She wears short shorts. Cutoffs. <laughs> Didn't matter yeah. how short they were. Daisy Dukes. But so, but my that favorite thing is that he's got a half-shaved face. Uh -huh. which <laughs> <is> like, <laughs> he does. He just runs out and he jumps in the back of the garbage truck and they're all dumping the trash out. And then Dave interrupts Ray and Carol's fight to point out that they're in the street. Throwing trash, trash all around. over. So Ray runs out there. And they're like, oh my god, Ray, there's nothing here. We don't know what happened. And Ray's like, of course there's nothing there. I saw him out in the middle of the night digging in their backyard. Mm -hmm. And then... Okay. <laughs> and then Bonnie comes outside. And she sees Queenie on their lawn. And Queenie is dirty. Mm -hmm. And looks like and she's... that's never happened before. Looks like she's <laughs> stayed outside all night long in the rain. Not Queenie. So she picks her up, and she's again in her pajamas, and walks down the street to Walt, and walks out into the street, and is like, "Has everybody seen Walter? This anybody seen Walter this morning? Queenie is out here, you know, looking terrible." So then, apparently, they decide that they need to get dressed before <laughs> marching down to Walter's house, because the next scene, they're all dressed, mm -hmm. and they're at Walter's house. And they knock on the door, and they don't see anything, and all of a sudden the door's open by Rumsfield. <laughs> and he says, what did he say? Like, a military man always finds a way. Yeah, and he has, he has a like some kind glass. of su suction thing where he pulled yeah. the glass right out. And uh, so they start going through their house. So it's Art and Ray and Rumsfield and Bonnie and Ricky for some reason. <laughs> and they start going through his house. And Rumsfield thinks that there's signs of a struggle. There's one overturned chair. And the TV's still on. <laughs> and Art tries to steal a knickknack. But. <laughs> Patty Whack, give a dog a bone. But Ray finds him, or spots it, and tells him to put it back. And then all of a sudden, Bonnie screams from the kitchen. And everybody runs in. Thinking she, that he's going to be dead in there. <laughs> but really, she's pointing at what she thinks is a rat, but is actually a toupee. Mm-hmm. Which Rumsfield says... I would say it's a rub, not a toupee. Well, Rumsfield concurs, because he says one thing about these old guys, they never leave without their hair. Mm-hmm. Would have been cool if he said rug. He does call it a rug, though, at some point. Mm-hmm. So, they, uh... Is that offensive now? Is that why they stopped calling it a rug? No. So, Ray I says... All right, Men realize that everybody could see it and kind of stop wearing them. So we don't really see them anymore. I see them. It's fine just to go bald. <laughs> bald is beautiful. That's You're incorrect. Saying. I see them. Yeah? I never yeah. see them. I'm going to get one. I see a lot. A couple of randomly I'll be like, that guy's hair looks funky. But I think most people kind of realize that everybody can tell. <laughs> I've seen lots of men shopping with their wives trying to keep onto their youth. And they, you'll still see them. <laughs> <coughs> Anyways, Anywho. so 
Ray's like, all right, let's get, we've done enough damage. Let's get the hell out of the house. And um, Ray leaves a note for Walter and puts it through his mail slot along with his toupee, saying that Ray has Queenie at his house. Mm-hmm. I've got your dog. Which I thought, poor wording, but whatever, it's Well, he has true. a different note at first, but he's just like, no, fuck this. Like, it's, I, it's too long. He's like, different. I have your dog. We thought this. We thought that. Ah, never mind. Yeah. We got just, your dog. I've got your I got dog. your dog. So as he Queenie's at my house. Really yeah. would have been fun. We found her in the yard. <laughs> as he turns around to walk back to his house, he sees a figure in the upstairs window of the Klopek house. Is it Hans? No. Mm-mm. Is it Franz? It's Ruben. Ruben. And he says, hi. Hi, Mr. Klopek. I'm Ray. I'm your neighbor. And he closes the curtain on him. So. Next we get... Um, we're in Ray's basement. Carol's looking for Ray. He goes and tries the basement door and it's locked. And she's like, Ray! Ray! And down in the basement we got Ray and Art. And Art is gives a book to Ray called The Theory and Practice of Demonology. Because, you know, like you have, you know. Yeah, you just have around. it sitting around. It's next to your National Geographic. Well, next to your Time Life books on vampires. Yeah, that's what I meant. Time Life books. <laughs> it's important because, uh, you know, when you think that your neighbors, the Klopeks, are Satanists, like... Yeah. Art does, and he says that Walter was a human sacrifice. <clears throat> so he's convinced already that Walter has been murdered by the Klobags. <laughs> and it's a no possible other explanation. And <laughs> Ray still seems to think that he's ridiculous, but then we he takes the book upstairs to Carol and is talking to her as they're getting ready for bed, and he gives it to her like it's legitimate reading. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like, he's watching TV about... <laughs> he's watching all these scary movies, flipping through. And then, eventually it gets to uh, Snow, TV Snow. John Snow? No, TV mm-hmm. Snow, which is a thing that doesn't happen now, but it used to be when the television channel went off the air, mm-hmm. or when you lost your sat- your signal. signal, you get this white and black snow, and it made well, a... Well, they would do, like... Like around, I think it was like around one or two. They would do the national anthem, and then they'd and do like sound off for the Blue night. Angels or whatever. And yeah, they'd sound off, and then your TV would go off. Now they have twenty-four hour <laughs> television on every channel. So you young whippersnappers don't know what it's like. Even though a lot of it is just infomercials. Yeah. <laughs> Slap chop. You're gonna love my nuts. But you see, <laughs> Ray, you see Ray asleep in bed, and he reaches out in his sleep for Carol, but the bed is empty. It's just a book of demonology. And he wakes up and he's like, Carol, Carol, where are you? And I thought she was going to have gone to the lake and left him a note that said, At the lake. I'm not dealing with this crazy. <laughs> or she could have just had to went to the, the middle lake. of the night. <laughs> but he gets up and he goes downstairs and the house is clearly still dark. And he's yeah, saying, Carol, where are you? And all of a sudden there's a chainsaw coming through the wall. <laughs> which I thought was art. <laughs> and then he, no, no. No. And he runs downstairs, and all of a sudden, there's smoke coming out of his fireplace. And then I was like, "Okay, this might be a dream." And you, <laughs> you hear Carol saying, "Ray, Ray," and I don't remember what she says, but she's like on the top of the stairs, and then all of a sudden, he's being chained to a giant charcoal says, barbecue. Like, Thanks for inviting the, the neighbors over for a barbecue, or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> and he gets chained to a giant barbecue. And around him, these pig monster monks. 
are having yeah. a satanic ritual. I would say like, a, yeah. Then you get a shot of Hans, 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 with the chainsaw. And then all of a sudden Walter runs in, or then you see Walter in a trash can with Queenie, and they have an axe to the head. And then Art <laughs> runs in as Skip with like, um, he has one of those handheld blender things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, he says, and he's, but he comes up to Ray and he says, don't worry, it's me, Art, I'm only pretending to be Skip. Mm -hmm. And then you see Ruben say, with the ice pick going to kill Ray, and then it's the next morning. <laughs> and it Day was three. all bad dream. All a dream. Day three. We wake up. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a beautiful. Morning. No, no. It's the a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I like that song. Won't better. you be my? Won't you be my? Won't you be my neighbor? It's Mr. Rogers. I'm aware. <laughs> Fully tattooed, both arms. But he just seems like badass motherfucker. Servant of God. Okay. Badass hmm. motherfucking servant of God. That's what he is. Mr. Rogers was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. He was very. He was a great public servant. And he also went to this bar once, and there were these vampires. Never mind. That's another, that's another story for another day. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure the name of the bar. It might have been. And so then Art and Rumsfield want to play with Ray. And Ray is sitting on his balcony some with some OJ. Looking like a fucking zombie. Mm hmm. Mm. And they come over and they're like, Ray, Ray, come on down. We gotta play in. Come on, come on, come on down. And then Carol comes up and is like, Go away. My husband can't play today. And they're like, Please, Carol, please. Like, and she's like, Ooh, he was No. Fat. <laughs> but they just acted like little kids who got told their friend was grounded, mm. which was kind of, which I thought was really funny. He can't come out until he resembles the man I married, she says. Yep. So then, <laughs> so then we got Vince the dog digging by the fence, and then we flash over to Art and Rumsfield, who've got this great plan. They're going to put a note under the door. Well, yeah. And they walk, There's this is one of those front porches that's so big they got two doors. So you got mm -hmm. the front door and the side door. They get on the porch, and Art's like, no, no, not that door, that's where the bees came from. <laughs> so they go to the side door. And well, they yeah. slip a note under the door. Then they ring the doorbell and run away like little kids. Thieves in the night. Playing Ding Dong Ditch. Ding Dong Ditch. It's a good game. I used to never play that as a kid. And the door opens and the note gets taken into the house. So then Art runs into, goes over to Ray's house and Ray's taking a nap in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And Art wakes him up and tells him what they did. And Ray gets... He goes insane for a little bit, and he's like, why would you do that? That's the dumbest thing ever. They're going to think it's me. And Art's like, why would they think it's you? And he's like, because the old man saw me put a note under Walter's door, and now they're going to think it's me. And Art's like, you're being ridiculous. They'll never know it's you. He's like, I didn't know that. <laughs> and then, then Vince comes over, the dog, and he's got a bone, and he gives it to him to throw. And then Art notices... That it's not a normal bone. Mm -hmm. It's an extra big bone. It's a femur bone. It's a femur. And he's like, where did he get this? And then Ray was like, he was digging over by the fence. And Art goes, Ray, there's no doubt anymore. Ray, your neighbors are murderers. They're, cho they're chopping people up, burying them in the backyard. Ray, this is Walter. <laughs> Which, even 
if that was a femur bone, it was way too clean and old mm-hmm. to be Walter's. Right. True. How to be the naps? <laughs> we don't know about the naps yet. Oh, sorry. Shit. Spoilers. <laughs> Meanwhile, while they're staring at this bone, freaking out, they see somebody moving along the fence in the Klopex yard. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a piece of paper gets thrown on the fence. And Art's like, it's nothing. It's just litter. He's a litter bug. <laughs> and they pick it up. Oh, credit nope. card receipt. <laughs> nope, nope. It's my note. <laughs> so then, they're all in the house. And we got Art and Rumsfeld and Ray and Carol and Bonnie. And Carol and Bonnie are not buying that these people are murderers. And they think the boys are insane. And they say, this is ridiculous. We're just going to go over there. This is what we should have done a month ago. We're going to meet the neighbors. Bonnie's going to make brownies. Like you do. So they organize an invasion. My neighbors never gave me brownies. (laughs) And They gave me lumpia, though, so that's good. That's pretty good. They all march across the street. They're over there. Art's not invited. Yeah, Art's not invited. (laughs) Well, if you were going to go meet people for the first time, I wouldn't bring Art. Nope. Nah, he's crazy. Everybody has their one friend they're not going to bring. Art's theirs. And they go up in the porch, and Rumsfeld falls through the porch in two places. Which, you would think that the hole from where Art fell in would still be there, but he's not. No, it wasn't Art, wasn't it? Um, no, Ray it was, fell in last time? No, it was Art that was fell Art? through. Because okay. Ray knocked on the door. Mm. Is this someone when one of them says, I'm not going to pay for that? Yeah. And they're like, you sue them. You don't <laughs> have to pay for it. <laughs> but he also dumps the knocks over the plate of brownies, and when he picks it back up to give it to Hans after he opens the door, there's a leaf in it. <laughs> and um, like, brownies? But Hans opens the door, and they just kind of walk in. They really push their way in this house right mm-hmm. past this kid. Well, neighborly. And or so, not. Rude. A little, <laughs> a little rudeness. There's some chit-chat. Rumsfeld starts the interrogation. First, they're talking to Hans, mm-hmm. and they're like, do you live here alone? Where's everybody else? And he's like, well, I live with my Uncle Reuben. And then Reuben scares the shit out of Bonnie, because he's a creepy old dude. He is not. He's a creepy old he dude. He is not. <laughs> he's a creepy old dude. No, he's not. He creeped me up. He's a creepy old my dude. My brother, the doctor, will confirm this. Meanwhile, we get Art, who's got this great plan to go o- in the backyard... He's going to go over the fence and see what's happening over there. And Ricky and Dave are his accomplices here. <laughs> Again, more Ricky hanging out with both Art and Dave. Well, look, if you paid for Corey Feldman for a movie, you're going to use him. So he takes <laughs> this opportunity while they're distracting the Clopex to get a peek in the basement. That's his plan. So there's a whole awkward silence thing happening back mm-hmm. inside. Nobody really wants to talk. They're looking at, they find this weird ductwork kind of going through the house. And they, uh, you know, I think it was Carol's like, maybe I should make some coffee. And Hans is like, no, I'll go get it. And he comes back with pretzels and sardines. And I'm thinking, (laughs) what happened to the porch brownies? (laughs) Because I think I'd rather eat the leaf brownie than a pretzel with a sardine. Sardine? (laughs) And you can hear the flies buzzing, or bees, perhaps. I don't know. There's some really great foley work because the ladies decline. I think Carol takes a pretzel, but Bonnie declines. She says she's trying to cut back. (laughs) (laughs) But Ray takes a pretzel and puts a sardine, and there's like a, like a, a gross slimy sucking noise and then he puts it on the pretzel and then there's that 
couple bunch of crunchy noises. Crunchy, chewy noises, just and real you can loud. Smell the sardine as he does it. Just real <laughs> loud. Is that just me? Almost. Ugh. The guy can smell it. You got you can smell it. Uh-huh. It's really, really gross. And Rumsfeld starts interrogating again. Mm-hmm. Klopek, what is that? Slavic? And Ruben's nope. like, nope. <laughs> and he starts banging on stuff, and he bangs on the floor, and something bangs back. Meanwhile, Ray starts having some sort of sneezing, choking fit. <laughs> <laughs> it seems at he first like he wasn't trying to cover his mouth or anything, though. Seems he like a random newspaper. maybe there was like sneezing at first, and then he well, ends up packing dust, is what he says. But spitting some sardine into the newspaper, you're pretty <laughs> sure. <laughs> but that distracts them a little bit, and then Rumsfeld is kind of decides to just unleash. What you got in the basement, Ruben? What's that loud noise at night? Nothing. Me- <laughs> it's my brother, the doctor. And they said, mentions his brother. The doctor. And they're like, where is his brother? In the ba- in the basement with Walter? Kind of just being all creepy. No. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor comes it's, out. Excuse me, say the doctor. The doctor? The doctor. They're like, what kind of doctor? He's like, why don't you ask him? Like they're really and then he comes out, and it's this very kindly old man. <laughs> he's like, oh, hello. In an apron Welcome. with rubber gloves on. And he's Let like, me shake your hand. Hello. And he goes to shake Ray's hand, and his hand is all red and covered in some sort of red liquid. You think it's blood? <laughs> Excuse my blood. Well, it was a red <laughs> we go right from red. It's a red viscous. We go uh, right from red yeah. handshake to art in the backyard. And they've been over so long that now it's dark. So we get a flash of art in the backyard, and then we flash back where Rumsfeld is looking at this painting, and he keeps switching it up, you know, swapping it upside well, down. Trying to figure out which way it goes. Trying to figure out which way it goes back. Meanwhile, Doctor Klopek is come say he's apologizing for the paint, saying it helps him relax, and they. You know, and he seems more normal than the other two. Mm-hmm. Talks about how they have to move a well, lot. Apparently he paints in rubber gloves. They have moved four and times in as many years. And Rumsfeld brings up that Walter is missing, and that kind of asks about it, and they seem to just ignore it. And then Ray spills a bunch of coffee all over his crotch. <laughs> ha, ha, ha! Freaks out. What well, you would too if you burnt your junk. And then Probably. he's like, and then Rumsfeld's like, "What's in your basement?" And then Ray's like, "I gotta use the bathroom. I gotta use the bathroom." And just before anyone can stop him, goes up and opens a door, but it's not the bathroom; it's the basement, and is attacked by a giant dog. It's the same Bernard. It Beto- was a great day. Yeah, that's Sandlot style giant dog, though. It comes out. <laughs> great but day. the dog comes Those out of the dogs. door and then runs past him and jumps out the back door through the screen door to attack Art, which sets off some kind of alarm system. It's kind of a high-tech, big-money uh, alarm Lots system. Lots of floodlights and noise. Mm-hmm. And then the doctor's like, who's that? Another it's neighbor. And Ruben's like, a fat one. The <laughs> <laughs> Ruben. And then, uh, which, I think here's where I would have pressed charges. Yeah, they were pretty cool about it. This guy just breaking into their backyard. Because <laughs> they just let him go, because our next scene is back again at Ray's house where they're all arguing, and Art and Rumsfeld are like, they're clearly crazy maniacs, and Carol and Bonnie are like, they're weird, but you're, you are the crazy maniacs because mm-hmm. they're just weirdos, and but they're, they're right. not doing anything wrong. And Ray decides to agree with the girls. And then they're like, thank God, the voice of reason. And he's like, let me just talk to the, let me just take them in the den. 
and I'll talk to him, and we'll uh, uh, I'll straighten this out. Yeah. Carol's happy because finally her husband has seen sense, and now he can spend the rest of his vacation actually relaxing instead of being all wrapped up in arts crazy. So we're Art in Rumsfeld. They go in the den, he shuts the door, and Rumsfeld says, why don't you take your balls out of your wife's purse and take a stand for once in your life, Ray? To which Ray reaches up into his shorts. They're like, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> but instead pulls out Walter's toupee. Pulls the rug out. Pulls the rug out. And, uh, I don't want to see your balls, man. And they're like, dude, what the hell? And have you had that up there all day? And he's like, no. I found this over in the Clopex house, stacked between some wedged between some magazines, all addressed to Walter. Mm-hmm. I put this back through his mail slot. How did they get it? Which he thinks is proof that they're right, and the Clopex are maniacs. And I thought on the floor. Or they're just getting his mail. <laughs> but you're wrong, Carly, because if they were just getting his mail, they would have said, hey, you know, when they said, hey, Walter's missing, they would have said, we know he had a stroke. I'm picking up his mail. Maybe they don't I like the neighbors and they're they just fucking with him. No, but, yeah. but that's that's the time to say it. I mean, no, because for the purposes of a movie, you have to, you know, for the just, plot line. But I know. But Carly's saying she instantly thought, no, they're just picking up her mail. But if they were picking up the mail, they would have said something. So they obviously couldn't just be picking up the mail. Eh, or they're just ornery and they didn't say anything. But Ray, Walter didn't want them to know. But Ray <laughs> says, tomorrow, I'm going over the fence. They and I'm not leaving until I find Walter. Tomorrow they go somewhere because they might have to move again. Yeah, they have to go. They have a meeting at the university. university. So they're going out of town and they're taking a dog with them. <laughs> to go to a meeting. For some reason. Like you do. I guess. <laughs> Ray's going over there. Day number four of the weirdest vacation. <laughs> You've clearly never seen National Lampoon's vacation. So we got the Klopex leave, their garage opens, they drive off. Then we see Ray sending Carol and Dave off to visit her sister Evelyn. And she's like, why don't you come with us? And he's like, no, I'm going to play some golf. I'm going to fix that barbecue. She's like, you don't even like golf. And he's like, yeah, well, this, I'm trying to get out of the house. You're right. I need to get out of the house. I'm going to go do something. Then Art comes over dressed. Then he says something about, you know, you can start drinking in the middle of the day or early uh, in the day. Oh, no, I that, that might have been me. That's what you do when you golf. <laughs> but so uh, Art comes over full on like he went to a golf store and they convinced him to mm-hmm. buy everything. With the glove and everything. Mm-hmm. Gets a little stupid. So gray. he won't get blisters. Yeah. Uh oh. Now it's Elaine that owes you a beer. (laughs) Elaine owes you a beer. I silenced my phone, but I forgot to silence my watch. Elaine, listen, you want to collect your beer from Elaine. It's going to cost quite a bit. So, we're going to go ahead and say it's her birthday, so we're going to have to let that one slide. And it looks like Gwen was trying to call and wish you a happy birthday. Probably. (laughs) Call (laughs) her All right, so. She lost her spot. <laughs> okay, so... Golf. Carol drives off. Then we get a shot of Rumsfeld in, coming out in full tactical gear. Not tactical, <laughs> full golf gear. No, no, get, that was no, that was art. That was art. That was art. Is Rumsfeld comes yeah. out of his house in full tactical gear. Yeah, sorry. I'm then we get a shot of Ricky on the phone. Like, dude, you gotta get over here. It's gonna be live tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta... 
gotta come down because shit's going down in the neighborhood. Pizza dude. And his so friends are up. like, what? And he's like, no, seriously. <laughs> so they meet up in the backyard. And Art is dressed like he works at the power company. Which, does Art work at the power company? Because where did he get this shirt? I don't I'm think gonna go he with, does. He does not. <laughs> but he's got a map and he's going to climb the telephone pole and cut the power. To the alarm system. Which is funny system. because in Die Hard, that's who he was. He was the power guy. That's he was. right. He was only slightly better at it than that movie. Than yeah, he well. So, he climbs up, and he drops his map. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> and Ray's like, Ray says to Rumsfeld, shouldn't you be doing this? And he's it's like, really high. but it's so high. <laughs> <laughs> and he cuts a line, and there's sparks, and he falls off the fucking telephone pole <laughs> into Ray's shed. Oh, my feelings are high. Through the ceiling. <laughs> And he comes out and he says, I took the jolt, but I'm okay. Look at my fingertips. They're up. My fingernails are all black. Yeah. Ah, ah, my feelings. Yeah, his fingernails are black and his feelings are melted. But, but he, he's okay. He's all right. But Rumsfeld touches the fence and is like, oh, look, the idiot actually cut the right line. I'm going to go set up a communications post. And he goes to set up his communications post. Which is silly. And... Uh, <laughs> He and this Bonnie is home, by the way, mm-hmm. but she doesn't care no. that he climbs out onto his roof. And Ricky says, "What are you doing with a gun?" <laughs> and then he says, "Shut up and paint your goddamn house," <laughs> <laughs> and sets up his communication booth. And uh, Ray and Art get ready to go over the fence. Red Rover, Red Rover. Yes, this is the point Send of the communication booth. Yeah. So I can sing you children's tunes and Red tell Rover. you who should go over the vents first. Red Rover, Red Rover, send art over. <laughs> so then they dig up the backyard, and there's a lot of holes. And no, no. Do they really dig up the backyard? Ray does. Do they? Can make to their big bend? Ray does. So Ray digs a bunch of holes. Art and he gets hot. Much. And you, you know, know what why? Ray's last name was his movie? fucking long sleeves again. <laughs> he was Ray Stans. That's not true. That's from Ghostbusters. But that was a much better movie than this, so go ahead. They're both in long sleeves again. And, yeah. And pants. Holes in long and sleeves, they're hot. Button up shirts. And I was like, well, maybe take off the long sleeve. Because <laughs> they decide that it's time to check in the house. Now, wait a minute. Tony, if you're digging a hole, are you going to wear long sleeves? No. Okay. And they're like, where should we start first? In the basement. Of course. So they break into the house. Now, first they try the door. Oh, it's locked. Give me a credit card. <laughs> For <And> an exterior. <laughs> and well, then Art tries door. to give him a credit card, and all of his credit cards are melted together. <laughs> <laughs> so Ray pulls out a credit card, tries to slide it in, and breaks his card. And I'm like, oh, that's a shitty store anyway. So then Ray just punches the window. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they sneak into the house. And they creep down hey, to the backstairs. But Art's like, hey, hey, breaking it <laughs> yes, in, breaking Ray. And I'm like... Even though you've disabled their security <laughs> and dug up their backyard. and They were going in anyway. If the door was open, they would still would have broke and entered. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so they go to the basement and they open the door. They go to the basement. And they walk down the basement. And Yeah, they, and they go down the basement. What are you doing? And this basement is super dirty and creepy and gross and not somewhere where I would expect the doctor to be setting up his art space. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't see any evidence doctor. of art. No, just spider webs <laughs> and junk. 
And they see this huge well, furnace. And they also left mm -hmm. a note that says, sorry, I'm not home right now. I'm walking through the spider webs. But leave a message and I'll call you back. But there's a huge <laughs> furnace. And it's been modified to go up to 5,000 degrees. Kind of hot. And there's all this added ductwork. It was hot in her. Ray's like, hey, we saw some of this ductwork upstairs. It goes all through the house. Who needs a fireplace this big? Yeah. And then they find some loose dirt, and they've decided that they've been buried in the basement. So they're going to, they never look in the furnace. Nope. No. But they do turn it on. <laughs> and because they notice there's all these batteries here, and even though the power's out, the furnace still has power, and they turn it on, and there's that humming, and then fucking flames come shooting out of the furnace. Well, back in the old days. That's a scary furnace. <laughs> back in the old days, we didn't have one of those. No one but had a furnace like this. I think the monsters did. <laughs> Maybe but the monsters. This seems to cause Rumsfeld to startle a bit because his, he, not, he, he knocks his gun over and he goes down his roof to pick it up and he gets his gun but he falls off the roof and shoots out his own car window. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Which Ricky and his car. buddy think is fantastic. But he's... Didn't you have a whole group of people by now? I think he just had... I'm not sure how many were there at this point. I, I think but it's not until it gets dark that he's having a straight-up party. Lots of peeps. And where do they They want to go to McDee's? Because you no get... No way, dude. Pizza dude. You get it? You can't leave. The best part's about to happen. And we got the <laughs> pizza dude coming. Pizza dude. But Art and Ray have dug a giant-ass hole. And they're like, nobody buries anything this deep. Nobody would dig this deep, but then Ray deep hits something. Water. He hits something metal, and Art's like, "It's a crypt! It's a crypt! <laughs> Keep digging!" It's a crypt. Sure. And he goes outside to tell Rumsfeld because I guess they can't like, hear anything it. on the radio. And he goes outside, and it's night, and you see the Clopex come home. Mm -hmm. Well, they're coming home. They they're in the car. They're coming down the street, and they see. This huge party happening at Ricky's house. They see, I guess they see Rumsfeld on the roof and Art come out from their house. And There's they turn. There's a light on in their basement. Yeah. And also behind the Clopex is a cop car. No, not yet. No, not yet. Because this, is where, this is where up. they turn their lights off and back and back up down the street to oh, go get the cops. Oh, is that right? Okay, I yes. completely missed that. Well, so then, I think that's when you went to get dressed. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute, you left during this masterpiece? I'm still part of it. I took a nap. We realized that we would only make because it here on time if we kind of got ready to leave while the movie was playing. <laughs> because what happens next is a car finally does come down the street, and Rumsfeld is like, what car is this? And he drives into Walter's house. Uh-oh. And he's like, oh, shit. It's Walter. Ray, Ray. And he says, and he says get out, get out. It's Walter. And this is when Art Art comes out of the house and sees this, and he and they're all staring at this. Meanwhile, Ray has, you know, is still digging, still digging, trying to get that crypt. Even and he water. doesn't hear on the walk. He because he's covered it with mud. So then, my name is Mud. Sorry. Art runs back in the house to get Ray, and this is when the Clopex come back with the police. Mm -hmm. Ricky. Tries to delay because they gotta get Art uh, or they gotta get Ray out of the house, and he sees Art going to get Ray. So Ricky tries to stop the Clopex. They go around him. He jumps on the cop car. And he's like, "There's these people in my parents' house. They're eating all our food." And the cops <laughs> don't seem to care. Like nothing. And then Art go Art gets back to the basement, 
and Ray's frantically trying to climb out of the, ho- the hole and is like, run, I hit a gas line, I hit a gas line. So Art comes running out of the house and then the house blows up. <laughs> Seriously. Like, like blows real, real. up. The spire, this house is like one of those Victorian houses that has like the turret with the spire. Mm-hmm. That's what got hit by lightning. It blows off the house and lands point down in the cop car. And holy shit, they're all staring at this house on fire. Yeah. And then they're all, Bonnie sees something and she's like, and they're like, where's Ray? And then Bonnie's like, something's moving around. And out comes Ray just looking exactly how you expect someone who just got blown up to look. His clothes in tatters, one eye swollen shut, just all covered in soot, actually. If someone was in that house when it exploded like that, I would not expect him to look like Ray. I would expect him to be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Look like Deadpool. Yeah. (laughs) Know that scene in Deadpool where he's walking out and and his clothes are burning off and he's all burnt (laughs) to shit? It looked a lot like that. So this is what, so... The police. Ever see Dark Man? There's a bunch of cops there. The fire department's putting out the fire. And this is when Carol comes home. Mm. There's this whole crowd of people in the street. And she's like, she gets out of the car and she walks over and she's like, hey, that's my house. That's my house. And the officer's like, you got to stay here. Can't cross this line. And Ricky's like, no, no, that's Mrs. Peterson. So like, I don't give a shit. The all clear hasn't been given from the fire department. They, <laughs> distract, they distract the cops enough that she ducks under the rope and runs through. So she's kind of wandering through this rescue scene and then she spots Ray and he's and he looks at her and he's like, you cut your hair. <laughs> and she's like, what has happened? And he's like, I like it. <laughs> he's a little loopy. He was just in a house that exploded. Yeah, he's a little upset. But, you know, and there's lots of stuff going on and the cops are asking questions. And then Art comes up and he's like, "Tell me you found it before you blew." Because Art's trying to explain to the cop about what happened, and it's the a cop's down there. not buying it. And Art sees Ray and he's like, "Tell him you found it before it blew. You found it. You found something." And then Ray goes, he becomes a complete crazy person and has a nervous breakdown, just shouting at Art about how he doesn't know when to quit. And there's this very great monologue that I did not get a clip of because it's so long. But you just... Give us the high points. <laughs> he says, you know, those people that... In the stories of the people in the suburbs, like Skip, who mow their lawn one time too many and just snap. It's not the Clopex, it's us. We're the lunatics. We're the monsters. Mm-hmm. And then he just straight up attacks Art, and they have a scuffle in which Art bites Ray's finger. His broken finger. His broken finger. Yeah. It was in a splint. And then they get separated... And there's some more yelling, and then Ray says, take me to the hospital. Get me away from these people. And he throws himself on the stretcher. Then he picks, the, then he gets up, picks the stretcher, throws it in the back of an envelope. Ambulance, sorry, envelope? <laughs> Ambulance. And then jumps on it and says, take me to the hospital. And I think that was, they said that was all improvised. And Carol comes and says, I'm just, are you okay? And he's like, I'm fine. And she's like, I'm just going to find out what hospital they're taking to you. You too. And he's like, that's good. And she's like, all right, I'll see you there. And he says, okay. And she closes the doors. Then she's thinking, I'm not going to see him for a while. <laughs> Ray, Ray feels somebody get in the ambulance. He thinks it's a paramedic, but it's Dr. Klopek. It's the doctor. 
And Ray says, I'm so sorry. You've seen my scum. You're terrible. Yes. I promise I'll rebuild your house. I just got these new tools from my father-in-law. <laughs> but Dr. Kolpak is to like... to be the most helpful. <laughs> you saw... He's like, you saw... Do you think I'm dumb? You saw inside my furnace. You saw my skulls. You saw one of my skulls. You think I'm stupid. Then he talks mm. about... And then he confesses to murdering their last neighbors, the Naps. Oh, the Naps. We tried to buy their house and they wouldn't sell, so Wasn't we had to kill them. <laughs> and then he says, I let you keep your f- keep the femur, but now I want my skull. Perhaps I'll just take yours. And Uh-oh. he's got this big syringe full of something that's going to murder him. <laughs> and they start to have a scuffle in the back. And then Hans, turns out, is in the driver's seat of the ambulance and starts to drive off. And they're just going to kidnap him and murder him. Mm-hmm. But the scuffle it impacts... Hans is driving and he starts to go all out of control and drives right into Art's house <laughs> after having a bit of an issue with the pizza dude and knocking pizza pizzas everywhere. Yeah. And then when he because they were going to go to McD's to get some food, no way, man. But Ricky's like, No, man, you missed the best part. I called the pizza dude <laughs> and ordered 25 pizzas. It well, seems like. Well, there was like 15 teenagers there, so that seems like the right amount. <laughs> <laughs> also, this was 1989, so pizza was like, what, five, six bucks? Yeah. And Ricky yeah. seems like the kind of guy that would have fed Bonnie and Rumsfeld and Art and Ray. Well, they're like, all buddies. And he probably just got a bunch of money for painting the tiles. And then, so has so when the ambulance crashes into the house, the back pops open, and then you see Dr. Klopek and Ray on the stretcher careen through the cloud. <laughs> the crowd? The cloud? The cloud. The cloud. The crowd. <laughs> the until cloud. it r- rams into the Klopek's car, causing the trunk to pop open. And then Ray's like, citizens arrest, citizens arrest. <laughs> they murdered the Naps. He said it. He, he, uh, Meanwhile, everybody me. has seen your crazy outburst, and this is crazy outburst number two. No. He confessed. He confessed. They're he like, murdered the they're like, okay, Kopex. you're going to the psych ward. No, but there's, there's no evidence. What are you talking about? Meanwhile, Ricky looks in the trunk and there is now says there is now because he pulls back a blanket and the trunk is full of bones, way more bones than would account for the necks. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a lot of skulls, so. But he, they say he's a very well-known pathologist, so he could, and he went to the university. This could just be research. Be. Yeah, we you don't know. You know, like that. You know, he could explain that shit away pretty easily. We've all seen bones. You guys just arrested the guy, huh? Yeah. You know what? These are the greatest policemen in the world because they seem to think this is enough evidence to take the Klopex away. Well, these aren't the officers from the fine... Um, <laughs> Sto- I was thinking that too. The Stony Brook? Stony Brook. They aren't Stony Brook PD, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Agents no, of, no. Detectives of Fear would never fall for this movie. No. He'd need way more He's evidence. living on an island somewhere retired. So. He is. But <laughs> we, see, we see Hans sneaking out of the ambulance, and Rumsfeld says, Hey, Pinocchio, where are you, the, where are you going? Because he's dressed like Pinocchio yeah, a little bit. And then funny. he chases him down, and they both slip on probably wet grass. Maybe dog poop. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, but, they, but he captures him. Mm-hmm. And, and then... Um, and then... And then the movie's pretty much over. And no and then. Ray and Carol kind of walk down the street. Yeah. What are we going to do now? <laughs> and Ray's like, let's go. We're going to go to the lake. Yep. I'm going to take a vacation. He asks and, um, uh, Ricky to uh, keep well, an eye on the Art's like, let's go have a beer at the Bolorama. And they're like, no, Art. 
And he's like, but this is a big new media situation. And then they're like, Art, your Her wife's home. coming. <laughs> and your house is on fire. And he's like, my wife's? <laughs> and he runs off, and Ray tells Ricky to keep an eye on the neighborhood. They say, Raldo Rivera's going to come and open the open the furnace up. There's a big yeah. call. live on call back to when he opened up Capone's vault and didn't find like, anything. And then Ricky's like, I love this blob. But you, you pan out, and you just see Ricky, and he says, God, I love this street. God, I and love this street. that's the end. Kind of like I and love Corey Haim. I watched all the way to the God end of the credits just in case there was, was that, a mysterious was singer scene was I didn't know Donatello, about with yeah. people farting. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, no, true. That really did shock me last there night. Is I no really had no idea. Scene. I can't believe that of three three out of four people who have seen have a movie podcast and not seen the post-credit farting scene. <laughs> I never thought of it. I never saw it. Well, Am I the only one who ever went to post-credit scenes before Marvel? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's a lot of them that you don't even know about. That's obviously. right. There's a lot. Like, a lot of movies have post-credit scenes. They weren't really popular until Marvel did it. Now we're like, oh, you just have to wait. Yeah, but you still don't wait around after any movie that's not a Marvel movie for a post-credit scene. No, because we went so Unless somebody has said, there's a post-credit scene. But now I'm waiting just in case after every movie. There's not one here. Sorry to tell you. John, what did you think about this movie? Oh, I'm first. I'm first. Yay. Uh, My favorite character would be Ray. My least favorite character is Art. Okay. My favorite scene is when they first argue and bicker and go to the front door and call each other out yeah, yeah your son just fun. saw you and then he knocks on the door and the bees come out and bees bees the room smells like run to the water <laughs> the um and my favorite line is i had a different one but i'm changing it to um whoever said isn't that guy kind of a creep it's my favorite line <laughs> okay way to go carly <laughs> so carly is my favorite line in the movie that's a little silly. <laughs> All right. But I decided to go with that as my favorite line. I was like, yeah, that's my new favorite line because why not? Carly liked it too. So two of us love that line. It's not my favorite. Uh, I'm going to go with a nay on this. Because <gasps> not even a maybay? No, I'm going to go with a nay oh. on this. It I didn't think he was going to yay it, but I thought Whoa. I'd get a maybay. Because it just doesn't hold up. Betrayer it, most foul. <laughs> 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 the movie just does not stand up. It's boring. It's paced really slow. The jokes don't really hold up anymore. Like they did back when I was a kid and saw this and it was movie was funny. It's just not funny. It's slow. I didn't enjoy it. Um, and when we watched it, I took a nap. Ooh! <laughs> oh, dear listeners, I'm sorry. It seems John's beverage was switched out with a bunch of haterade. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't as bad as... Um, some of the other movies we've seen, but... Well, let's get a nice palate cleanser. Tony, what did you think? Oh, <laughs> well. <laughs> let's see. Uh, favorite character was Ray. Um, I read online... I don't know if this is true, but I read online that... He was forced to do this? No. That there was a thing with their names. Ray, or um, was it Art, was named Art, and he had, like, a vivid imagination. Ray was Ray because you point him in a direction and he keeps going. Mark was Mark because he was a marksman. That makes sense. And then Carol wanted everybody to be happy. I don't know. It was a little cheesy. What about Ricky? But a little bit. That makes Ricky? sense, though. I don't know. Exactly. See, he wrote this, this, this exception. He was kind of so, a creep. Um, he was Ricky and Bobby. My favorite character is Ray. My least favorite character was the uh, Reuben. Reuben? Father Klopek. I mean, yeah. he didn't really do anything. Brother Klopek? Favorite, favorite quote was when Mark said, Ricky, get to... Ricky, get this lame out of your yard. <laughs> Ricky goes, get out of my yard, lame-o. 
and then uh, my favorite scene is the ice cream man story. I thought that was really a- acted really well, and it was a great like little story that they told. Uh, Rick Dukerman and Tom Hanks did. Yeah. Now was that improv? That felt improv. Oh, it was real. It was well done mm-hmm. either way. But um, I give this. It may be nostalgia talking, but I really I give this a yay. I love this movie, and I can watch it a million times. But I don't I don't know if somebody from you know nowadays would just pick this movie up and like it. But I love it, and I'll watch it mm-hmm. however many times I get it on. All right. Well, as a person who didn't see this movie until sometime within the last four years, back me up on this. I Carly's will our tell you, <laughs> as always, Carly, the control group. For me. The movie very... Uh, I would have absolutely given it a nay up until the point when Walter comes home and then I like the last part. But I of, uh, almost everything up until the last part, I'm like, okay, are we ever going to get some... Uh, it's slow. So it's paced slow. Wow. it's kind of mm. boring. So I'm a maybe because I, lo- I did not like the first half. I do like the last half. Uh, my favorite character is Carol even though she's not in the part of the movie that I like. <laughs> Just like Princess Leia. No, I just like how she's not like taking his shit. Gold bikini. My favorite line is great. Crush a beer can. Do you feel better now? <laughs> when he got hit in the face with the door. <laughs> no, when he gets mad and he cru- no because he got because hit, hit in the face because he goes to and go inside like, and she opens the door yeah. and hits him in the face with the door right in the nose and he's like and, he cr- and she's like oh, okay you feel better now child. Uh, <laughs> My least favorite character was also Art. Like, everything about that guy yeah, he's just got on my up. nerves. It, that dude just annoyed the shit out of me. Um, and my favorite scene was when Ray went off on Art because he That's absolutely great. deserved it. So, <laughs> but I'm a, I'm a maybe. There you go. Hey, honey, at least I didn't say my favorite scene was the, po- was the credits. Wow. So. I'm no Carly. I've so done that before. I'm going to yay my movie. <laughs> well, we um, know. I know you love this movie. <laughs> my favorite character is Rumsfeld. I love him. I think that it's ridiculous. Mrs. Rumsfeld? No, nope, Mr. Uh, Mark. Mark. Mm-hmm. The only person who calls him Mark is Bonnie, too. Um, my least favorite character, I think, is... I guess it's got to be Art. I do kind of enjoy him, though, but he just seems like such a... I don't know. Tony's like, he's a Ridiculous little, he's too. rather important to the story. He's kind of a piece of crap, but, but he, you understand what he's doing. He's just so annoying. You know story. what? I'm going to change it. I'm going to, my least favorite character is Hans, because he really didn't have any lines, except for to offer someone sardines and pretzels. Sardines? <laughs> sardines? And, um, <laughs> and he's such a creepy looking dude that they could have really used him more. Yeah. They could have. Um, Okay, thanks. <laughs> My favorite scene is when they're going through the trash. I like that whole bit from where it starts with the arguing between the garbage men mm-hmm. to when Ray comes out. I just love that part. It still makes me laugh. And my favorite line is, I've never seen that. I've never seen anyone drive their garbage to the street and bang the hell out of it with the stick. I think Tom Hanks just <laughs> delivered that with such an amount of, what the fuck just happened? How is that even a thing? Wow. I just think it was well acted. Which that which that room brings me back to a point I made early. I wanted to make <clears throat> was I miss I miss Tom Hanks comedies. He doesn't do it. You know what I mean? Like Splash, uh, Big Turner and Hooch, Big yeah. Big Money Big. Pit. Oh, I Money love, Pit. I love all those movies. Joe versus the Volcano. I love his comedies more than I like his dramas. Bosom Buddies. Bosom Buddies. Yeah. Oh, that was, was a great show. Well, there was a time where you started out in Hilda comedy, Gard. and you if you made the crossover to drama, it was a really big deal. Yeah. Because you're either a comedian 
or you were a drama actor and you yeah, couldn't yeah. do both. And he never really went back. I feel like the only time he ever really went back was You Got Mail, which was a rom-com. That yeah, yeah, that's not really a comedy, mm -hmm. though. But, definitely um, the Terminal he went back, that was a comedy. That's not funny, though. But it's still a comedy. But it's not funny. Still a comedy. <laughs> but I feel like the only time he went back to that kind of character is in You Got Mail. No, and he's he was great in that. <laughs> All right. All right, so. shop girl. But two yays, a may bang, and a nay. So if you didn't have your haterade today, please go watch the burps. <laughs> wow. You know, when she shits on my movies, I don't say things like that. And her. then find us on Facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. Underappreciated movie podcast dogs. Instagram <laughs> at unmovie podcast dogs. On Twitter at unmovie podcast. And email unmovie podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Like, rate, review, subscribe, subscribe all of that. And if there's a portal that we have not covered yet, and you're not listening to this, don't worry about it. But if you know about one that we're not, you know, <laughs> if you try to get yet, your friends to this and they listen on something else, you let us know and we'll get it up there. Right. Mm -hmm. Reddit. And next week is my pick, uh -huh. which is Bloodsport. Oh snap! Oh, now if you JCV, if you're like Carly and have never seen this, nope. Carly, have you ever seen this? Nope. All right. Well, you're gonna. You ever heard See of Mortal this. Kombat? I've heard of it. Have you ever heard of UFC? I've heard of it. Okay. You're halfway, you're halfway there. <laughs> you're living on a prayer. All right. Well, from all of us on this side of the microphone to all of you on that side of the speakers, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.